We're going to be continuing in the Gospel of Luke this morning. It's appropriate that we, we continue in that as we look at Next Step Sunday. Uh, we'll be basing ourselves today in Luke chapter 3. If you've got a Bible, if you haven't, it's going to be on the screen in a few moments' time. Luke chapter 3, verse 21 to 22. And the title of this message is, Take Your Next Steps. Luke chapter 3, verse 21 to 22. And it says, One day, when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. You know, a few weeks ago in our Tuesday morning prayer meeting, I received a compliment from one of our members. Now, this compliment was nothing to do with my ministry. It was nothing to do with the message I shared. I don't even know if he heard the message, but it was nothing to do with that. It wasn't to do with my hairstyle, but he paid me a nice compliment. He said that I looked healthy and I had lost a lot of weight recently. Alan, I don't know if you remember telling me that one. I appreciated that. I slipped him a fiver afterwards for complimenting me on that one. But uh, he said, Pastor, you're looking well. You're looking like you've lost a little bit of weight. And I'm glad he's noticed because I have lost quite a bit of weight. It's the healthiest and fittest I felt for a long, long time. I've lost just over a stone and a half over this past uh, past year or so. And I feel so much better for it. But you know, that journey in losing weight, it wasn't easy. If you've ever tried to lose weight, then you know how difficult it can be. You know, I tried, I struggled, as I've shared before, I, I watched exercise videos, I, I watched the body coach, if you've ever seen him, that Joe Wicks guy on YouTube, I tried doing one or two of his sessions to try and lose weight. I even tried running once or twice, but I just sort of gave up and I struggled. However, last summer, my mother gave me the motivation I needed to push on with my life, to move on with my life. And, and one of my goals was, I want to be fit before I'm 30. And so, uh, so I, I've only got a few months left before that, but my mother encouraged me to, to get active again. And she encouraged me to join the local tennis club. And I'm so glad I did because I found an extra motivation while I was at that tennis club to lose a bit of weight. She's sitting on the front row right now, but, <laughs> but uh, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> but, uh, you know, talk about divine appointments. God knows what he's doing, doesn't he? And God's a good God, a gracious God. And I'm so thankful for that. But, you know, as I was playing tennis, as I started running again, I found a motivation to run again and get fit again and, and do the Couch to 5K app. In the winter this year on New Year's Eve, I ran the 5K Norse Gallon, which I thought I'd never do. The last time I did it was when I was 18, and I did it with Rob. And Rob, you still had cartilage in your knees then, I believe. And, <laughs> you know, that was the last time, but I'd lost, I'd become so unhealthy. But, but just with a little bit of motivation, I began to take my next steps and began to get fitter and fitter. As I said, one session of tennis turn to two sessions of tennis, turn to three, turn to, I want to be a tennis all the time, not because of tennis, but because of other things. But you know, it's bit by bit, step by step, I began to get healthier and fitter. And as Alan said, he noticed that change even in me. And thank you for that, Alan. I'll give you another fiver after, all right? <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it all came about just by taking that next step. A little bit of a push. It wasn't, you know, I, I, I had this goal and it seemed far off. It seemed distant. But all I had to do was take that next step, join the tennis club, go along to the tennis club, start swinging the ball, start moving around a bit, step after step. It was all about taking that next step. 
You know, I found that it's not just true in life, whether it's going for a job or pushing yourself and growing in life, but also in the spiritual journey with the Lord as well. I've discovered that God wants us to take our next steps. I believe that salvation, coming to know Jesus, that isn't the final step, but actually it's the starting point because God has so much more for us. God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. You know, I've read this interesting quote recently. It was by this man. His name was John Gardner. He's a 20th century sociologist. And he said this. He said, by the mid-30s, most people have stopped acquiring new skills or new attitudes in any new central aspects of their lives. I wonder, have you stopped growing? Maybe physically, maybe spiritually. I wonder, have you stopped growing in your spiritual life? Have you stopped growing? Have you started growing in your spiritual life? You know, as we come to today's passage of scripture in Luke chapter three, we see this remarkable event taking place. It's a really interesting event taking place. It's the baptism of Jesus. And, you know, we look at in a few moments why this happened, but I'll read it again. Verse 21 to 22 of Luke three, it says, one day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized As he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. You know, we've seen over the last few weeks how John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, had been preparing the way for Jesus. Jesus, the son of God, the Messiah, he was preparing. John the Baptist was preparing the hearts of the people to receive Jesus. And many people were putting their faith in God, they were turning away from their own life of living without God. And they recognized that the better way, that there's a better way to live, that the real life is found in God. And so they surrendered their life to God. And, and then they began taking their next steps. All these people in the wilderness, the Bible says, were getting baptized. They were showing outwardly something that had taken place in their hearts. That's what baptism is. It's an outward declaration of an inward transformation. That's what baptism is. And we see here that they were demonstrating, telling everybody that this was my old way of life, that I lived without God in rebellion from God. I I, I didn't want nothing to do with God, but I heard the good message about the Son of God, about the Messiah, about Jesus, and I've given my life to Him. And so I want everybody to know that this is my new life. And this is a clear, this is the clear next step. The Bible shows us that when we give our lives to God, that the next step after that is baptism. Just like Grace took and Jennifer took and Jan took last year, it's that clear next step. You know, Max Licardo, you might've heard of him. He's a great pastor, a great preacher. And he once said this, he said, baptism separates the tire kickers from the car buyers. Baptism shows who's serious about their faith in God, who's ready to make that public declaration about God. And so this morning, we're going to look at a few a few things we need to know about water baptism. I pray it'll be an encouragement to you if this is your next step. But I'll be sharing in a little bit about some other next steps you can take. But the first thing we see about baptism is, the first thing we need to realize is that baptism isn't necessary for salvation. It's not necessary for salvation because the Bible teaches us in Ephesians chapter 2 that we are saved by grace through faith. Faith in Jesus. We are saved according to God's mercy. 
You know, when we see in the New Testament, when we see on the cross, when Jesus was dying on the cross, the Bible says that either side of him were two thieves. And one of the thieves said to him, today, remember me in paradise. He says to Jesus, and Jesus says to him, yes, you will be with me today in paradise. That guy who was on the cross, who was dying next to Jesus, he had no time to get off that cross and to be baptized in water. But yet Jesus accepted him. Yet that guy was saved and he's there in heaven. And one day, if you believe in Jesus, you'll see him. I'll see him there. But that shows us that we don't have to be baptized in order to be saved. Many people think that baptism means that we are Christians, but it doesn't. It's just a demonstration that we have given our lives to God. Baptism isn't necessary for salvation. The Apostle Paul said this to the, Corinthian, uh, to the Christians in Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians 1 verse 17, he says, For Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the good news, and not with clever speech, for fear that the cross would lose its power. This clearly indicates to us, the Bible clearly shows us, that salvation is a response to hearing the good news about Jesus and not about going through the waters of baptism. We are saved by our faith in what Jesus has done, believing he died for us, rose again. It's by placing our faith in him. Baptism is not an act of salvation, but baptism rather, it's an act of obedience, of what God has called us to do. And that leads us to that next point. Baptism is an act of obedience. You know, water baptism for a Christian, it is not a personal choice, whether you feel like it or not, but it's actually a command. It's a command from the Lord. And Jesus said these words in, in John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, obey my commandments. If you love me, obey my commandments. You know, it's the same with our relationship with our parents. If you love your parents, you listen to them and you do what they say, don't you? I've got a dog, Charlie, and because she loves me, Sometimes she listens to what I say and what I do, but it's the same. If we love God, we should want to obey him. We should want to follow him. A water baptism is an act of obedience to what God has called us to do. You know, Jesus said before he ascended into heaven, after he rose again, he gave this instruction to his followers in the last commandment. He said this in Mark 16, verse 15 to 16. It says, and then he told them in the Great Commission, sorry, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. And everyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses will be condemned. It's clearly shown in the Bible that once people heard the good news about Jesus and they surrendered their lives to him, then they were water baptized. The apostles, they made sure to obey this commandment. When people got saved, then straight away afterwards, they would baptize them to show that this is their new life. This is the way that they are living, that they live in for God. And you know, it's still a command today. Still a command today. All these years later, 2,000 years later, God's word hasn't changed. It's still a command of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not a suggestion if we feel like it. Maybe we feel like it, then maybe I'll get baptized. But if you're serious about your faith in Jesus and you've surrendered your life to him, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, whether you're shy or you're bold, whether you're quiet or loud, baptism is an act of obedience. And if you put your trust in Jesus, then I'd like to encourage you, just as the Bible encourages you, take that next step 
be bold and show and demonstrate to everybody what Jesus has done. And this is the final final point this morning. Baptism is a public demonstration, as I've already said. When you get water baptized, you get in advertised. You get in ad- advertised. Some people, as I said, think that baptism is necessary. Some people think that they walk with the Lord should be private, that nobody needs to know about it. They don't need to make a show of their faith. But our faith is not a secret. It has never and should never be a secret. It's not something we should hide. Now, I'm not saying here this morning that tomorrow morning when you go to the office, you need to stand on the desk in your workplace and shout, I'm a Christian. You don't need to do that. I'm sure you'd probably get fired on the spot if you did that tomorrow. You don't have to do that. You don't have to post it all over social media. But you should be willing to let others know of the choice you made. You shouldn't be afraid or ashamed of saying that you now believe in Jesus, that you're a follower follower of Jesus. You should let people know that this has made an impact on the rest of your life. You know, Jesus said these powerful words in Matthew 10, verse 32 to 33. He said, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. You know, whenever somebody gets into a new relationship, whenever somebody gets engaged, married, or has a baby, or pregnant, what's the first thing they do? Share it on social media. Share it on Facebook, on Instagram. Why? Because they're so excited. Because they're so in love. They want the whole world to know about this newfound love. And so why wouldn't we want to tell people about the most meaningful relationship of all, the relationship with our God, our God who gave his all for us, who laid down his life for us, who died for us. Why wouldn't we want to tell people about what he has done for us, how he's changed us, how he saved us, how he's turned around our lives, how he's given us a hope, how he's given us eternal life. That's what people did in the Bible. That's what you and I should do as well. Tell people, I've made this commitment, I made this decision, I'm following Jesus. As the song says, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back. And that should be our hearts and lives. That's what happened in the Bible. It says in Acts 2 verse 41, when people were getting saved on the day of Pentecost, it said, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and they were added to the church that day. 3,000 in all, 3,000 baptisms. They must have been busy that day. I look forward to 3,000 baptisms, not just three. That would be a privilege and an honor to see people declaring their faith and their love for God, saying what God has done in their lives. In Acts 8, verse 12 to 13, it says, But now the people believe Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. As a result, many men and women were baptized. And Simon himself believed and was baptized. He began following Philip wherever he went, and he was amazed by the signs, wonders, and great miracles Philip performed. Baptism is an outward sign of an inward spiritual change. And it's an indication to everybody around us, to our family, to our friends, to the church, and even to spiritual principalities and powers, that now Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. He has control over my life. I follow in Jesus, it's a public declaration that we are now followers of his, that we are dying 
to our old way of life, that rubbish way of life, that empty way of life, that life without hope, that life without with confusion. And now we're following Jesus, true, real life. It says this in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone, a new life has begun. That's what we have in our God, a new life, a new life in and through our God. Now, these things are important for us to know about baptism. But you might be wondering about all those things. If that's the case, why did Jesus get baptized? Why was Jesus baptized? After all, he didn't need to be baptized because he never sinned. He never sinned and he is God. He is God without sin. But why did he get baptized? Well, the Bible tells us he chose to be baptized. He chose to be baptized to show you and me, first of all, his commitment to his heavenly father and his mission here on earth. But Jesus was baptized to be an example to you and me for all his followers, that that is what we should do as well. By being baptized, we are identifying with his death, with his burial, and with his resurrection. Our entrance into the water shows that we've died to our old life and we rise in again. That's what it says in Colossians. And that's what we are doing. When we are baptized, we are following Jesus' example. But you know, Jesus also, I believe another reason why he was baptized wasn't just to show that he was following his father's mission and just to be an example to you and me. But finally, as we come to a conclusion of this message, I believe Jesus was baptized because he wants you and me to know that there is more. There is more. God has more for you and me. That salvation is just the beginning. The baptism is just the beginning of your journey in following Jesus and being his followers. The salvation is just the start. Something I've come to realize in my own life is that I'm always growing. This side of eternity will all of us will always be growing. It doesn't matter if you've been in this church 80 years and a follower of Jesus, you're still growing. Don't stop growing. None of us ever get to completion. We're all growing. There are far more ways for us to know him. There are so many ways for us to know him in a greater way, to mature in him, but also to help other people as well. And I want to encourage you, no matter how old you are, how young you are, when you surrender your life to Jesus, it's just the start. And we should keep on growing until the day where we see him face to face. None of us can retire from growing in our walk with the Lord. As I've said before, the goal isn't just to get baptized. It isn't just to get saved, to become a partner and a leader or whatever. And that's it. The goal is to become like Jesus. And that's a lifelong journey. That is a lifelong journey. I just want to end with these two quotes. From, the first one is from a pastor from America called Rick Warren. He said this. He said, God's ultimate goal for your life on earth is not comfort, but character development. He wants you to grow up spiritually and become like Christ. Another pastor from America whose ministry I've been greatly blessed by. I'm sure some of you might know him, Charles Stanley. He once said this. He said that Christian life is not meant to be an on, is, is meant to be an ongoing pursuit of God. To walk through the door of salvation and stand still without drawing any closer to him is to miss the treasures that are available in Christ. Those who seek the Lord soon discover that knowing him 
is the greatest reward of all. It's all about growing in Jesus. And this is where Gateway Next Steps come in. This is what we launched in September 2021. And this is just a discipleship framework, a framework to help you and me grow in our walk with the Lord. Sometimes it can be confusing about what do we do now that we've surrendered our lives to Jesus? Or where do we go from here? Well, we wanted to create this little framework just to help you clearly see what your next step is. And we just want to help you, encourage you, support you to keep growing and become like Jesus. This is what God's heart is for all of our lives as his followers to keep growing in him. And so what are the next steps? Well, you can see them on the back of this card. If you're not sitting on it, if you've got it in your hand, but maybe you're here today and you haven't even begun this journey of knowing Jesus, but you'd like to. Well, we've got an option for you on there. The first one, I want to find out more about Christianity. We run a course called the Alpha Course, and it's just an opportunity to, for you to come with all your questions, with all your doubts, with all your fears. Come as you are and ask whatever you'd like to, and just find out more about who Jesus is, about Christianity. You can sign up for that. If you have surrendered your life to Jesus, then we want to give you some things just to help you make your take your first steps in knowing him. If you're ready to be baptized this morning, you know, I'd love to hold a baptism on Easter Sunday morning. That's something that I'd love to do this year. And if you haven't done that, then please take that box. Don't do it for my sake. Do it because God is calling you. But, uh, you know, we'd love to baptize you. We'd love to pull out the baptism pool and celebrate with you new life of what God has done in your life. Maybe you're here today and you've been coming along for a few weeks or a few months and you say, yeah, I want to get planted in this church. I want to commit to this church. I want to be a part of this church. Well, there's an option there for you to become a partner within this church. And I believe that when you do that, you begin to flourish and grow, as the Bible says in Psalm 91. Maybe it's to volunteer. Maybe you want to help and serve. You know, God's gifted all of us in different ways. We've all got different gifts and abilities and they need to be used to help other people find Jesus and grow and they walk with him. And there's many opportunities for you to serve within the life of the church, kids, youth ministry, worship, whatever it might be. Come and see us, tick that box, and we can show you and share with you how you can volunteer. And maybe it's even leadership as well. Maybe you feel God's call on your life. Maybe God is calling you to step into ministry in some way. And we want to support you in that as well. We want you to flourish and become all who God has created you to be. But I just want to end this morning. Those are the next steps. Please tick those. Please hand them in in the welcome desk to Paul on your way out. But I just want to end by sharing this verse with us this morning. This is what God says in Philippians 1 verse 6. And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I want to encourage you this morning. Let's take our next steps and become all who God has created us to be and watch what God will do in and through your life.